This is Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening. I'm your host this evening, Gavin McGough. You're tuned in to Off the Record. Uh, This fall, we're devoting our OTRs to election coverage. And during our election shows, you're welcome to call in with a question to 970-728-4333. If one of the candidates is in the middle of an answer or is speaking when you call, please stay on the line. We'll bring you on when we're ready. So if you don't hear us right away, please stay on the line. We'll bring you in soon and you can ask your question. Tonight, we are doing the second round of two election forums with candidates for Telluride's Town Council. Last week, we had three candidates join us for an evening of questions and answers. And tonight, I'm joined by the remaining three candidates um, who are seeking a spot on the council. Um, And those are Maria Stark. Elena Levin, and Jenny Carlson. Um, And you all are welcome to say hello to uh, the Coda listeners, whoever's out there tonight. Um, Just maybe they can uh, hear your voices. Hello. 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 (laughs) All right, and we'll work on getting some names to voices um, throughout the evening. So, candidates, as you are answering a question, feel free to reintroduce yourselves often so people know who is speaking um and i will try to do the same thanks uh, all for being here tonight i'll begin the program um actually by giving you a couple of minutes to introduce yourselves uh you can do just kind of have an opening statement um you can include whatever you'd like in that and um maria because you're in the hot seat we'll let you go first great thank you I'm Maria Stark, and I'm eager to bring my finance, data analysis, and government experience to Telluride. I'm a community builder and connector. I'm curious, open-minded, even-keeled, and mature. I love listening to the concerns and interests of Telluride residents. Telluride has a huge and growing gap between wealthy homeowners and local workers. We need to come together to build a regional long-term vision for the town's future and work through how we will pay for a looming $200 million in capital expenditures, all while making the community more livable for working families and the Latino community. I've worked for over 20 years to elect Democrats across the U.S. with the organization I co-founded, Emerge. Emerge alumni include the first Native American, in the U.S. Cabinet, Interior Secretary Deb Holland, eight Congresswomen, Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, Telluride Town Council member Adrienne Christie, and 1,200 more elected women. Over the past years, eight years, I have consulted with five small communities in Oregon to improve livability as an advisor for Wellville. Together, we have stabilized childcare, advanced the influence of the leader and leadership of the Spanish-speaking community. And my company, called Trajectory Growth, provides leadership development to high-growth companies. I'm fortunate to have a team of executive coaches who deliver our programs, and I'm able to work remotely here in Telluride. As a former Quantrock, I also have strong data analysis and financial expertise. I worked in finance on Wall Street and for the federal government regulating the mortgage industry. I have a degree in business and finance from UC Berkeley and a master's in applied statistics from Georgetown. As an entrepreneur, I've built and managed teams. I've served on boards and commissions for over 30 years. And... um, including a food kitchen, environmental commissions, and many political organizations. This is a really progressive community, and we can be even more of a leader on dealing with gentrification and pressing forward on environmental innovation. We need to look ahead seven generations like the original occupants of this land. Thank you. Elena, do you want to jump in next? 
Hi, I'm Elena Levin. Um, I've lived in Telluride for 10 years, and for six of those years, I ran Ghost Town, a small business on Main Street. As a Telluride business owner and former employer, I experienced the effects of our housing crisis, employee shortage, and lack of infrastructure and resources firsthand. I believe that public health is the core of our success as a community, and that means stable and affordable housing, resources to help families, sustainable incomes, adequate school staffing, and human resources like the Telluride Med Center. There are many revenue streams that feed into our economy, and I think we can be strategic and intentional about how those industries participate in supporting our town's needs. I bring a multitude of perspectives to each issue. Um, I was a Main Street business owner and employer, and I'm a landlord and homeowner, and I work with several nonprofits. Um, that gives me a lot of different lenses to look at different issues through. I understand the way Telluride's issues are intertwined and how the decisions we make to solve one problem have ripple effects and can create other problems. I've been involved and outspoken in Telluride politics for many years now and I've always advocated for the working class, prioritizing the vitality of our community first. I also understand what it takes to keep a vibrant economy and to run a business, and I want to ensure that we find a balance between supporting individuals, businesses, and nonprofits while maintaining the beauty and charm of our town. I've served on the case board since early 2020, and I'm currently the vice chair. I also serve as the chair of the ethics committee. Um, I was the petitioner for the short-term rental tax in 2019 that was voted in by the Telluride electorate. It collects 2.5% for affordable housing and has been really successful, um, and I'm really proud of that. Um, I sit on the board of the Telluride Dance Collective and I'll be there all this week. You guys should come to their performance. <laughs> um, I also work with Telluride Theater and the Telluride AIDS Benefit. Um, through Ghost Town, when that was still open, I was able to sponsor numerous events and that always kept me really involved and engaged in what was going on in Telluride. And I hope to continue to be um, someone who can listen to people's thoughts and opinions and really bring that to a position on town council. Thank you. Jenny. Hi, my name is uh, Jenny Carlson. I've uh, lived and worked in town for 18 years, since 2005. I um, have a master's in economics and business administration from uh, Sweden, which is where I'm from. And uh, I've lived and worked and studied in four uh, countries. I'm a full-time working mom. I'm running on a platform of fiscal responsibility, data-driven decisions, and long-term planning for a growing future. I come from a long background in short-term vacation rentals in Telluride, both as a long-time employee as well as a small business owner. Telluride has several infrastructure, I infrastructure items coming up soon, such as a gondola replacement, the water treatment plan, our roads, including snow removal, subsidized housing in the hospital uh, district. We also need to prioritize fiscal responsibility across the, bo uh, the board. Diversity of financial burden for town expenses between resident and industry segments and an improved collaboration and partnership with Mountain Village, the county and Telski, primarily on housing. I regret to see that we spent so much time discussing and implementing regulations on short-term rentals, which has not helped solve any housing issues or created more housing. 73% of the funding for subsidized housing comes from STRs and homeowners. We've seen over and over how knee-jerk decisions in years past, as well as even during town council today, uh, that unresearched and drastic fee increases overnight have not only had unintended consequences and often opposite effect, but they've also divided the community and left certain segments of our residents and industries feeling slighted and villainized. I would like to see much more data presented to the public on a regular basis on how money is spent, especially on housing, and what the ROI is on our current housing build. We must get better at creating movement through the housing ladder, not only by building the right type of housing needed, but also by managing the inventory that we already have more efficiently. So that um, residents can easier move up from rental housing to deed restricted housing to even free market housing with uh, a lot more housing in between so that we can shorten those gaps so everyone has an option for housing. Thank you. Uh, thank you all. In many ways, town council is an effort of public service. Um, will each of you just describe your call to serve 
this community and also how you would plan or look to engage uh, with the people of this community, the voters um, and others who are uh, involved in the outcome of decisions at the council level. Ellen, I'll let you go first this time. All right. Um, this is Elena. Um, that's a great question because I actually am sitting here because a lot of people asked me why I don't run for town council. And that really made me stop to think like, okay, well, why, why don't I? And um, I have lots of opinions and I show up to a lot of the meetings and I give a lot of public comment. And at a certain point, you know, there, you realize like you can be one of those decision makers. And I think it's really inspiring to go from a position of criticizing what other people are doing and um, just kind of scrambling to have your voice heard to then stepping up and putting yourself in the position where you get to make those calls. Um, and I know that is going to open me up to a lot of criticism, um, but I hope that I can uh, get some thick skin while maintaining some um, softness and empathy because I think that's one of my greatest strengths is being sensitive. Um, what was the other part of the question? Uh, oh, engaging with the community. Um, you know, I, I find that people tend to um, like to have conversations with me about what's going on in town. And that really started when I ran Ghost Town. Um, a lot of people would come in there literally just to chat. And a lot of the times that was with me. Um, and I feel like since closing that space, that's continued. Um, and I try and be really present around town. I go to lots of events. I volunteer for lots of things. Um, I participate in every way that I can. And so I hope that people feel like I am an approachable um, person who they can share their opinions with without judgment. And, um, and I can take that and sort of uh, take a sum of what everyone thinks and find the best solution that best serves everyone. Um, that being said, I also feel like... Um, there's a younger population in Telluride that isn't always represented and isn't always as engaged in politics. And that is a demographic that I feel like I can really um, bring into the conversation and already have to some degree, um, whether it's like through Instagram, which I hate saying that, but it's true, um, or even just um, with events um, and you know, things like working on Telluride theater productions. I get to meet like the 22, 23, 24-year-olds who are just moving to town. And I think it's so important that we make space for them because they are the future of Telluride. Uh, this is Jenny Carlson. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny the uh, similarities in uh, how you began your uh, your your answer there with, uh, I've had a lot of people throughout the years asking me, uh, why don't you run for council? You should run for council. And I think it's a great way to give back. Obviously, um, me and my family have been here for 18 years and uh, we've worked really hard and been, um, you know, fortunate enough to, to really build a future in Telluride. And we've started from humble beginnings and, you know, having really no money when we moved here to rental housing, to owning a deed restricted place for for 10 years to being able to uh, to build our own house. And it's, um, it's taken a lot of hard work and, and saving to do that. And I think that I, being both on the employer side with both my business, my husband's business, and on the employee side, um, I'm really involved in the, in the community. I've always made it a point to um, understand uh, people's viewpoints from from dis different aspects. Um, I do feel that I'm a diplomatic person and have been described as as such, and can uh, yeah take people's uh, viewpoints and um, and form um, opinions and and hopefully solutions that will work for the for the majority. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a great way to give back to such a great community. This is Maria Stark. And I'm the relative newbie to town. I've only been here for two and a half years. Um, but I dove right in when I arrived and uh, started getting involved with the San Miguel Democratic Party. And, uh, you know, a couple years ago, we organized the, what was it called? The Beat Bobert Barbecue. And um, 
And I um, decided to run just fairly recently when I was the keynote for the Progressive Women's Caucus. And um, Adrian mentioned to everyone that we didn't have very many candidates. Well, at that point, the filing hadn't been you know, done. So I was, I was like, oh, well, I should do that. <laughs> and so since I um, you know, decided to do so, the, the best part has been everybody wants to uh, sit down with you and tell you what they think. And um, sometimes that comes with a wall of energy, but I, um, I find that really actually important to just understand where um, all the sensitivities are, what people really care about. Um, and it's been awesome to get to know people via the things they care most about. And so I've um, been going to a lot of things and including the seniors lunch, which is super fun. Thank you, Marilyn. And, um, you know, sitting on Main Street with different friends and going door to door. And um, I look forward to meeting as many people as I can. Thank you. A couple of you have already mentioned this this evening, but um Kind of to open our conversation on the issues, Telluride and our neighboring communities are facing uh, quite a few infrastructure demands from the hospital, which is financially ailing and is also in need of a new building, uh, the gondola replacement, which will happen um, you know, quite soon by 2027. I believe the operating agreement on that is up. And... Um, finally, there's the wastewater treatment plant as well as a whole other handful of expensive things. Um, facing down these big projects and bills for taxpayers, what are your priorities and what is your strategy on addressing those needs? Um, and keep in mind that you know these are sort of regional things, so if you have thoughts um, on a collaborative perspective, that is uh, welcome as well. Um, and Jenny, would you like to start with this one? Sure. So, you know, as I said, a big part of my platform is fiscal responsibility. Um, I do think that there are several aspects in how we spend taxpayer money. Um, th there are several areas that, that we can look at, not only how we collect money to raise funds for various uh, town projects, uh, including infrastructure and housing. Um, who pays for those, meaning is that one-sided, is it one segment, one industry that pays for it? And how are we effectively managing uh, the funds that we do collect? And do we have an idea of how much money um, that is that, that needs to be collected for certain things? The latter of how much money we need to collect for certain things is certainly more related to housing, in my opinion. Obviously, We've gotten quotes for, you know, the water treatment plant, um, for the hospital district and everything. Th those are more tangible already on the amount of money that we need to um, uh, to collect. But, yeah, I think that fiscal responsibility across the board is a, a big one and really looking at how we spend taxpayer money and, and think of it as it's, it's our own money. We should spend it responsibly. Was there a second part to the question that I didn't respond to? Um, you know, you're welcome to uh, sort of reflect on um, your priorities more specifically amongst how to get that work done, if you have thoughts on that. Um, and if you'd like to keep your answer as it is, that's all right. Uh, the only thing I wanted to add on that is, uh, you know, just like I have been in all my time here in Telluride, I do think it's really important to reach out to the community and especially... Um, the people affected by, for instance, if a certain segment is, is you know, helping to pay for, for a big portion, whether it's through a certain tax, and really talk to the experts in that field on uh, unintended consequences, how this may affect the community. And for things that are really affecting everyone, uh, such as some of the infrastructure uh, projects, I do think that it's important to get as much feedback from various points of the community as possible before we make hasty decisions. Thank you. Maria, would you like to take the second answer on this one? Sure. Um, I think it would be really useful for the town and the county, because not all of this is town. It's 
County and other towns. But in any case, to have a more integrated proposal about how all of this comes together and what that means for individual taxpayers. Um, because, like, if you add up over $200 million and divide that by how many potential residents there are, the denominator varies based on the project, of course. But you're talking about $50,000 per household um, at a minimum. And, you know, that's a ginormous burden for many. And, um, and I think we need much clearer to, to convey much clearly, more clearly how is that going to get paid for. Obviously, some of that w can be covered by um, tourism taxes and such, but, you know, much of it will need to be borne by residents, and I don't think we have, as residents, a, a handle on that yet. Elena. This is Elena. Um, a lot of our infrastructure needs are a result of us being a tourism economy. Um, you know, our need for as much staffing as we need, the wastewater issue, the transportation issue. Um, it's really, we are busy because we are a tourist economy. So when it comes to finding the funding for a lot of these issues, I can't help but want the tourism economy to be part of the solution because they're part of the problem. Um, that said, to talk more specifically about a couple issues, um, the top of my priority list, it's really boring, but the wastewater treatment plant is just like critical infrastructure. Um, I do think uh, the burden of that is partially on the tourism economy, but I think it's also um, on property owners. Um, I don't think people who don't have a long-term stake in our community should necessarily be paying for the long-term infrastructure needs of our community. For instance, um, I wouldn't like to see that from a sales tax because I think that's taxing people who don't um, get to really see the um, the payout of those kind of um, infrastructure needs because they might not be here long-term. Um, I think regional and uh, public transportation are really important and the gondola is part of that equation, in my opinion, um, and I think collaborating with not only Mountain Village, but also um, SMART and some of our regional um, partners is really going to help us find the solution there. Um, I feel like the gondola is also a top priority because it's part of what makes us sustainable. Um, it's uh, it's electric public transportation, which is about as ideal as you can get. So um, I would hate to see that um, not get funded properly. Um, yeah, but in general, I think the burden of a lot of these expenses needs to be shared not just by um, Telluride taxpayers, but by the economies that are requiring us to improve these, um, these infrastructure resources. All right, thanks. Uh, so a reminder to listeners, you are listening to Off the Record on Kodo. This is a candidate forum with Maria Stark, Alan Eleven, and Jenny Carlson, who are three of the six candidates running for a spot until you rise town council. Uh, if you've got a question for any of them, please call in. The number is 970-728-4333. Stay on the line, and we'll bring you on air as soon as possible. All right. At the outset of this year, the town of Telluride published a vision statement, um, which was drawn from extensive community input. Maybe some of you all were involved in that process in some way or another, or at least remember it. Um, and the statement begins by saying a, quote, livable Telluride will remain a sustainable, authentic, and connected community, unquote. What sticks out to you uh, from hearing that statement? And what are some of the things that Telluride will need to do in order to achieve uh, a future uh, such as it describes? And again, that's sustainable, authentic, and connected. Um, Maria, would you like to take this one first? Sure. Um, 
So the sustainable sustainability piece is really compelling to me, and I feel like this is a really progressive place, and we we should be able to press harder um, on environmental um, environmentally sound projects like more electric vehicles, uh, more charging stations, um, more. Um, I'm looking out at that green lawn right in front of. Kodo, and it's like, why don't we have, <laughs> I, I feel like this town should have the most environmentally uh, rigorous standards for um, things that are grown here. It's, it's an incredibly beautiful place. We don't have to have lawns that you need when you live in a sort of uninteresting place. Um, and, you know, and some of those issues are I think we could deliver on if we had um, more ability to hire p people into the town staff who could then be housed at a reasonable rate. So, you know, all of these problems are very integrated. But um, I, 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 I mean, I think this is an amazing community already, but certainly there needs to be some healing from some of the divisiveness over the past couple of years. Um, and... I think that the community is really on for it. So I, I find it really exciting to be able to press forward on more environmentally sound practices and um, more, de more community engagement. Um, this is Elena. Um, so actually from that statement, one of the words that jumped out at me was livable. And I think that one of the issues in Telluride is that we don't have, we, we're losing our middle class and we're losing the stepping stones to kind of get you out of deed restricted housing and into free market housing where you're not stuck moving out of town. And I want Telluride to be a place where people can, um, can work their way up in, you know, in their, in their status. And I want tell you I had to be a place where families can live and where we actually have a local community. Um, I think that plays into being authentic. I think that plays into being sustainable and that plays into being connected. And so I think when we lose housing, when we lose locals, we lose the very thing that makes Telluride special. Um, I don't think Telluride needs to be a Disney World for skiing. I don't think that's why any of us live here. And um, that's why I've been fighting so hard to fund affordable housing. That's why I'm so stubborn in my, um, in my beliefs that, you know, the tourism economy is really important to our town, but it also is the biggest strain on our town and should be part of the solutions that we find. I don't think that asking the Telluride taxpayers, the people who live here, to solve the problems that are created by tourism and by marketing is fair. And I think that's what makes us lose our authenticity and lose our connectivity. Um, I think having neighbors is really important. I think, um, you know, having people who don't commute out of town is important. You know, one of the reasons that Ghost Town was named Ghost Town is it was kind of an ironic play on um, not becoming a ghost town because that's what happens when you stop taking care of your community and your locals. You end up just um, kind of becoming dead at night and um, after everyone leaves. <laughs> and I don't want to see that happen. Uh, this is uh, Jenny. So the word that stood out to me the most is connected. Um, me and my family have always been very connected to, to the community, not only through our uh, work and our businesses, but also by participating in pretty much all adult and kids rec leagues over the 18 years that uh, we've been here. Um, I think how we solve issues is um, what really makes uh, Telluride uh, one of the thing, great, many things that make Telluride unique. Um, for instance, you know, fiscal responsibility, again, how and where we build affordable housing. I think we all agree that we need more affordable housing. I don't think it's feasible that it um, 
can all be in town. I think some housing can be in town, but um, there have been several opportunities where suggestions have come up why don't we sell, sell some of the town lots and and buy nearby county lots and build on there we could fit a lot more housing on there um, those are the kind of things that i would like to see equity on who who pays for these things um, realizing getting more community feedback on issues um, as i was talking to about earlier with really reaching out to the community and to the experts recognizing when you have majority on, of residents raising their voice, um, I do believe that it is town council's, town council's responsibility to listen to that and make decisions in line with, with what the majority um, um, ma what the majority says. And you know, to be honest, um, to Elena's point, some of the lost opportunities for locals are due to decisions made on town council, such as the housing mitigation fee, which when that was raised more than 10 times overnight, it truly destroyed locals' opportunities to build in Telluride. Thank you. Can I add just one more thing? Sure. Um, in terms of connection, one other thing that strikes me is there aren't a lot of ways to hang out together at inexpensive places, you know, like the loss of Ghost Town. Um, and so I think the town could subsidize co-ops or rent for commercial spaces to have lower cost restaurants and um, coffee shops, et cetera. Because, you know, as it is, it's obviously hard to make those numbers work. And Elena can, <laughs> Elena can speak to that more than I can. But um, it's without subsidized rent, you really, it's hard to make a business work. And may I uh, respond to that and, and add to that? I guess this is Jenny Carlson. Yes, I think that's a great, great point that Maria said. And, you know, one of the things that uh, my husband and I attended a couple of year, uh, weeks ago was a dinner that the library hosted that was such a great um, opportunity to meet folks from, from various walks of life in Telluride. Um, in addition uh, to, you know, the master plan we've been talking about um, at the Carhenge, um, I do believe that a big part of that, uh, not only with housing, but should be subsidized rent on commercial space, primarily uh, with restu restaurants and maybe have an incubator system where, you know, um, new restaurants can test their ideas. They can rent that space for, you know, three years or whatever. And at that time, they would build up a customer base and um, be able to, to really test their ideas. Um, that is an idea that's, that's really popular in Europe, and I think it would work well here in Telluride, too. Totally agree. All right, I want to see. We had a caller, um, so let's see if we, uh, they hung out with us that whole time. <laughs> hey there, uh, can you hear us? Are you still with us? Hello? All right, it seems um, we lost that caller. The phone lines are now clear, so um, please give us a call back at 970-728. Oh, they know the number. <laughs> Hello? You're live on Kodo. Hello. Hi, we're doing a candidate forum. Do you have a question for the Telluride uh, Town Council candidates this evening? I do. I do have a question. All right, let's hear it. Hi, a lot of you may know me. My, my name is Claudia. I sit on the case board, and I'm really involved with town, and unfortunately, because I'm not a U.S. citizen, I can't run for town council. But I've been super involved, and my question is, the town of Telluride is currently developing a five-year justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion plan. In your opinion, what are the key components of this plan, and what is a potential impact um, to that? Thank you so much. Thank you for your question, and we'll uh, pose it to the candidates. Thank you. All right, thanks, Claudia. All right. I think the question was pretty clear. Um, Elena, would you like to take this one first? I would love to. Um, Elena here. I actually sit on the case board with Claudia, and we, we um, she coined it Jedi, um, which I love, and we talk about Jedi a lot. Um, 25% of our community is Latinx, and um, I think it's really important that we are representing them and that we are making sure that their voices are heard and that they are participating. Um, 
I think that part of that plan involves um, making sure all of our um, materials are available in Spanish um, and that our website is fully available in Spanish. Um, I think that our um, our government, uh, sorry, our um, community events um, need to reflect the makeup of our town. So having community events that cater to the Spanish community, or sorry, Latinx community, um, and Spanish-speaking events are important. Um, I think having um, music events um, with uh, artists from the Latinx community um, would be a great way to um, have more participation from that community. Um, I think that we need to change some of our town regulations that require uh, people sitting on boards to be Telluride voters to Telluride residents so that if people don't have voting status, they can still have a voice on our boards. Um, I think that's really important. And um, yeah, I... I uh, what am I missing? I have lots of opinions on this. Um, but I think uh, I think working towards these goals is something that takes a lot of intention. It doesn't happen passively. And I think Telluride has already done a great job making strides in that direction. I know they're already providing a lot of materials in Spanish. Um, and I think um, continuing to make that a priority is kind of at the core of um, bridging some of those gaps because communicating what's going on and making all of that accessible is the most important thing. Thanks. Uh, Jenny, would you like to speak on this next? Sure. Um, so, you know, I do agree that communication is a big thing. Um, I think that we can uh, get better um, on, you know, communication, what's happening at council uh, to involve the Latin community, um, perhaps offer, um, you know, someone to, to translate uh, if people want to ask public comment, because I do th uh, think that it's super important that we invite everyone in the community to come and speak at town, town council. Um, I also like the idea of community, you know, uh, community events that involve everyone, uh, get the word out to, to really everyone in the community, like the dinner that we attended at the, um, at the library that was um, really well attended. And I think it can get even more diverse. It was the third year that they did that. So hopefully going forward. Um, and then I do think that, you know, again, housing um, builds into this as well of, you know, by building smart, by being fiscal responsible, by shortening those gaps between how residents can move up in housing gives opportunities for the entire community to um, make Telluride their dream home. So um, diversity, equity, inclusion, representation is kind of my uh, life's work. Um, Emerge, 60% of Emerge graduates are women of color. Um, Emerge has changed the face of politics across the United States. I'm really proud of that. Um, in terms of con connectivity in the community, I think, um, like Elena said and Jenny said, having um, everything translated is super important, but interpretation, translation and interpretation are just kind of the beginning. Um, there needs to be sort of a navigation ambassador role where to make events feel comfortable um, because a language divide is really difficult. I've done events where um, it's, you know, we have interpretation and headsets, um, but there's a lot more planning that needs to happen to make those events comfortable for everyone. And when you put in the work, those events are magic because you really see people seeing each other, you know, sometimes for the first time. And, you know, people can appreciate that they really do care about each other, but that language gap often is so such a divide. Anyway, I think there's so much that, that we can do to um, be inclusive and, um, you know, it just takes intentionality um, just like Elena and Jenny have said. All right, thank you. We uh, Let's see if our caller is still with us. Hello. All right, um, caller, we missed you. Please call back. 
so we can get your question. And anybody who is listening in, you are welcome to call. The number is 970-728-4333. And as a reminder, just to be fair, we're uh, letting candidates answer um, before uh, bringing you on air. So if if we pick up and you hear silence, just stay on the line. We'll bring you in as soon as possible. Um, And we so appreciate your questions. Uh, All right. Let's talk about uh, the next issue here. In our recent history, Telluride has prioritized open space um, in, in many ways as a community. This year, it just paid off the Valley Floor, which is kind of one of the iconic um, narratives this community has about itself. Um, oftentimes, those decisions are phrased as coming at the cost of potential housing projects and potential growth. Uh, how do you think about these two issues um, and how do you think about the way that they're often presented as an either or choice? Um, Jenny and I'll let you start on this one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I obviously love the valley floor. We live by the valley floor and I walk on the valley floor every single day. So I really appreciate that we have um, spent the funding on the open space, obviously town park, we're probably there several times a week, uh, too, for sports and, and all sorts of, um, activities. Um, and you know, I don't think that, I, I do think that that's been one of the issues in Telluride and continue to be one of the issues that we get clouded up with one item. It's, it's, you're right. It, it's either, uh, this or that. Um, and I do think as an entire community and a town council especially, we need to get better at handling several issues at once. Um, you know, I, like I said in my opening statement, I regret that we have spent, you know, the last four years talking about short-term rentals, um, which hasn't created any, any new housing and it's really divided the community. And I think that that could have been avoided in so many ways, not by not bringing up the conversation, but how the whole issue has been um, has been handled with you know villainizing part of part of the community. Um, so I think going forward, it's really important that we work on on several things. And you know, when it comes to housing, as I've said, to me that comes to um, fiscal responsibility. As I mentioned earlier during uh, during the night, there have been opportunities in the past of what is, in my opinion, a more uh, fiscal responsibility, uh, responsible um, solution where you uh, look at spaces just outside of Telluride where you can get a better ROI for your housing build. And I am surprised that that hasn't been um, uh, really gone after in in years past. And I hope that that will change uh, along with more collaboration with nearby uh, governments like you know, Telski is not a government, obviously, but with with Telski, with the county, and with Mountain Village, and I think that that is really needed for all the issues that we're facing, including housing. I would agree with that. Um, that we need to work with other entities like Mountain Village, and they're doing some good building of workforce housing in Ilium and. Um, Telluride is invited, I think, to join in that. Um, I think it's, I mean, overall, it's obviously a really um, difficult issue. I've had the pleasure of speaking to a lot of people who have lived here for 30, 40, 50 years and are vehemently opposed to any changes in open space. But I think it shouldn't be so binary. Um, It doesn't need to be as black and white that there can be uh, thoughtful um, developments on not on the valley floor per se, but um, in other parcels that make sense. This is Elena. Um, I think the valley floor is one of the most um, conflicting issues for me personally. Um, I think hindsight has made made it trickier um, because I think initially when the valley floor was purchased and the plan was made it um, you know it it was it was saving this land it was from development it was a great idea I think 
looking back on that decision, I don't know if that choice was the best thing for us looking into the future. Um, I think a lot of the justification of open space is for um, ecological vitality, for the environment, and while I totally think that those are important things, I think um, having leaned so heavily into commuter culture um, and you know bringing people in in cars has hurt the environment. Um, probably more than some development on the valley floor would. And so that's where I feel really conflicted because we've sort of limited ourselves to this um, small block that we can develop. What happened with the valley floor is set, so we can't change it, and so it goes. But I think knowing that, um, I'm actually a, I'm in support of building more densely in the areas that we're allowed to build. So for instance, the Southwest, the Southwest area plan, um, I would love to see maximum density in those areas. Um, I think because we've prioritized open space so much, it's put us in a position where we have to kind of respond to that decision by being really strategic about what we do with the land that we do have um, the availability to use. Um, all of that said, I love the valley floor and I love the open space and you know every day I get to look at it and I appreciate it um, so you know we can't change what's already been done but I think it does have to inform the decisions we make with the land that we have moving forward all right thank you um, hey there can you hear us yes oh excellent thank you for waiting and staying on the line and uh, we'd be delighted to hear your question now Thank you for uh, being there. The uh, north side of the spur, opposite the valley floor, has plenty of room to build all the employee housing we could want for the next um, 30 or more years. Uh, have, uh, have any of the council people considered that it's probably also big enough for a medical center and um, we, we it's probably big enough for a uh, activity center it's probably even big enough for a ball field and it's all sitting within walking distance of the town of telluride and um, has all the utilities already in place is on the bike path is um, is on the bus path um, is a uh, is a great solar location. It's within walking distance of the ski area of the school and um, of the supermarket. Um, so uh, it uh, it has a lot of things going for it. You don't have to go through uh, the traffic circle at uh, Society Turn in order to get into town. Has anybody considered that location? All right. Thank you for your question. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see how the candidates, um, what thoughts they have. All right, thank you so much. Cool. Um, all right, Mario, would you uh, like to continue this thread of um, open space and community housing um, and respond to uh, that listener, the issues that that listener is bringing up? Sure. This is Maria Stark again, and um, I've had the pleasure of living on Butcher Creek for a year and also in Eider Creek. So we're talking about land in between those two locations. And I think there is one parcel that probably does make sense to um, develop workforce housing. I'm, I'm not so sure about um, the Med Center, although it would be nice to have the Med Center closer to town. Um, but I would agree with that, yes. Elena, do you want to add anything? Oh, yeah. Um, this is Elena. Um, I think the Sunnyside project is a great example of us building in that area. And I think that's been really successful in a lot of ways. Um, and I would encourage more out-of-town housing in addition to in-town housing. I think both are the solution. Um, I believe a lot of the land that was referenced is privately owned. So we're in a bind that we just don't own that land. If we could buy that land, 
I would love to develop it. And there was a development project that came through a handful of years ago about developing the land um, just sort of next to um, the the roundabout by the high school um, that was going to have like 20 plots, I think, and then some affordable housing. And um, I think that fell through on the developer side. Um, but there was a plan in place to build um, some housing there, um, but it would be alongside private free market housing. So I think, um, you know, that land's tricky just because it's not owned by the town. Um, and I think if it were owned by the town, we probably would already be planning to build something there. Um, I would love for the landowner to sell us some of that land, but I believe that's um, a little more complicated. Um, I do think that there's some other plots of land that fill a lot of the requirements that were mentioned that I would love to revisit or build on. Um, I, I, like, I would love to reopen the conversation with Diamond Ridge. Um, I feel like that was a big loss to have that project um, sort of struck down. Um, I don't think that the way the process that it got um, halted in was fair necessarily by having people vote on it who weren't appointed by the electorate. Um, and so I think we should revisit that parcel of land. Um, and I think annexing properties outside of town um, into town for development projects is um, an essential part of solving our housing issue. Thank you. Uh, this is Jenny. Um, I, you know, as I've spoken with before, I do think that building on county land uh, goes in line with... Um, being fiscally resp responsible, as I've talked about before, I before um, you know looking at that specifically that uh, North Spur side opposite the the valley floor, I you know would like to look at um, west of Sunnyside, uh, which is I think is it, also a great um, location. Ilium, which is where we lived for ten years, uh, another great location that's still close to town, as well as on the east side of town, the Idorado area, Pandora, that is um, county land. Um, on that east side of town, Telluride, the town of Telluride also owns some land, and that's what I spoke to earlier, that there was a suggestion to sell some of that and, um, you know, buy more county land uh, to build on. So, yeah, I think that there are several opportunities um, from the sounds of it. It sounds like town council is certainly looking um, uh, continually on areas just outside of town as well. And I think that, again, that will be really important to work with um, the county, with Mountain Village and with Telski on collaborations um, with housing. Um, just to add to on the, on the Diamond Ridge, I am not in favor of ever um, looking at that again. I, I don't think it's the right location, but I also do not agree with the process that that was, uh, how that was handled. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and believe it or not, we are quite close to the end of our hour here. So I will devote the remaining time to um, closing statements. Uh, and you can, you know, um, shoot for around a couple minutes and share any uh, final pitches or ideas that you would like to add to our hour here. Um, is there anybody who is dying to go first? Um, all right, then I believe, I believe, Elena, I think it's your turn to, it's on me? I cool. think it's your I'll turn go to go first. <laughs> I love it. Um, this is Elena. Um, let's see, where do I want to start? Um, so I bring a lot of perspectives to town council, and that's one of the reasons that I really wanted to run. Um, I can see things through the lens of a business owner and an employer. I can see things through the lens of a service worker. And I can also understand what it's like to be a homeowner and to be um, taxed for things that benefit the community. Um, I think it's really important that we're able to look at all of, the, all of these different perspectives and not just focus on one point of view or another. Um, 
I think um, I've also been really involved and outspoken in these issues for a long time. So I'm really consistent with what my stance is. Um, I've always advocated for the working class. I've always advocated for housing. And I've always looked at other ways to fund those things than looking at our own taxpayers. And I think it's really important that we continue to do that. Um, I think that um, representation and diversity in our town is really important. And I hope that I've um, shown that I not only support the immigrant community and people of diversity in this town, but I've also created spaces for them for their voices to be heard. Um, back when I owned Ghost Town, I hosted a lot of events. Um, particularly for DACA and through Tri-County Health to help um, bring up some issues in the immigrant community. Um, I also have a history of being really involved, um, like with the case board. Um, we talk to almost every nonprofit in town, and I know the issues that they're facing. And a lot of those issues are the same ones that our um, other residents are facing. It always comes back to um, workforce housing and these same issues um, and accessibility. So um, I really think that my record speaks for itself, and I would love to continue um, to be a force to fight for those um, issues that I find really important and that I think really benefit the community. Um, I will continue to advocate for the working class and I hope to facilitate pathways to successfully build a life here. I want to leverage the parts of our economy that are successful to help the areas that are suffering with the goal of finding more balance among the people who choose to live, work, and raise their families in Telluride. Thank you. Uh, Jenny, your closing statement. Thank you. This is Jenny Carlson. Um, I feel it's extremely important to have a balanced town council with uh, members from all backgrounds and experiences. I also strongly believe in giving a voice to all of our local employers and employees who live outside of town, but are highly affected by decisions made by town council. I see everyone that occupies Telluride at one point or, or another, whether it's residents, second homeowners, and visitors as my constituents. I believe my strong suits to be a valuable member of town council are a business background and good sense of macroeconomics. I've lived in four countries and understand that issues Telluride have are not unique to Telluride. I have a common sense approach and the ability to make decisions based on data. I've been raising a family in Telluride, understanding what is needed to help working families. I have experience in both being an employee and employer in Telluride. Being a longtime resident, I've experienced economic peaks and valleys in Telluride over the last 18 years. I've also experienced all housing levels in the area, from our humble beginnings in a rental condo to the deed-restricted home we purchased and lived in for 10 years to our um, self-built free market home. Thank you, and I hope I have your vote for Telluride Town Council 2023. Thank you. Telluride residents, you have some good options here tonight, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I also believe we need a variety of skill sets on council. And I have been told that um, we don't have anybody that has a strong finance background. Um, I also have a strong data analytic management and governance background. I think those are all really important. Um, I don't have all the answers, but I have those, um, you know, important backgrounds and experiences and skill sets. Um, I also feel like I, with my experience, I formulate deep, different, and effective questions, think through solutions, and am open to questioning bias and, um, you know, poor assumptions, which often um, mess up good critical thinking. I also have the disposition that allows me to cooperate with all stakeholders. As the youngest of nine children, I know it's not about me. Um, Telluride is a unique place. It has a lot of money and is quite progressive. And I feel like we can press harder on that unique combination of assets to make this a more um, a beacon for um, policies and actions that benefit the working class as well as benefit the environment. If elected, 
I will work to have my finger on the pulse to represent your interest. I would be honored if you voted for me. And to learn more about me, please follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Maria Fertelluride. And um, my updates are in English and in Spanish. And my web website is mariastark.com. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for your time this evening um, and all your thoughtful answers. Listeners, thank you so much for um, tuning in. And uh, this has been um, Off the Record on Kodo. Next week on our Off the Record, we'll have a forum with candidates for the Telluride School Board. Uh, depending on the outcome... Okay, now I'm going to switch back to um, the current Off the Record and just say that depending on the outcome of the mayoral race, there could be as many as three spots up for grabs on town council. But when you're filling out your ballot, you may only choose two candidates. Uh, so, so far tonight, we've heard from three um, Telluride town council candidates we talked with three more on a prior off the record, which is archived online. Um, so go go find those perspectives if you missed that show. And then you'll have to think about two choices. Uh, ballots are mailed out starting October 16th. And voting drop boxes are open from October 18th until Election Day at 7 p.m. Election Day is November 7th. Um, all right. That was a lot of information for you. You can follow all of our election coverage and get all the details at KOTO.org. Uh, listeners, thank you. Candidates, thank you. And callers, uh, thank you for all your questions and your time this evening. Um, it's 7 o'clock. This is KOTO Telluride. Next up, it's going to be POW Surf Radio. This has been uh, Off the Record. Thanks for listening to Off the Record. Opinions expressed on this show are those of our guests. Join us again next week for another installment. And in the meantime, drop us a line at news at koto.org with feedback and ideas. Oh, you, you.